Welcome to episode four of Let's Scare Adam, the show where I make Adam watch horror movies, which he hates. I'm your host, Josh, joined by the man of the hour, Adam. Hey, how you doing? You can follow us on Instagram at films underscore cool podcast or on Letterboxd at jluke for me and at kingfrogby for Adam. So Adam, what do we watch this week? Uh, this week we watched uh, the Spanish film. Uh, Wreck uh, by Paco Plaza. Uh, mm-hmm. Shot entirely in Barcelona, I read just before. Um, the main star is Manuela Velasco, who plays Angela Vidal. This film spawned a series. I believe there's three of them, and I believe she may actually be in the sequels, which is oh, okay. an interesting thing based on how this film sort of went at the end. And yeah, what did what did you think, Adam? Yeah, so like it's very stylized. It's in um, the found footage format. Uh, it's considerably old, isn't it? What two thousand and two thousand seven, I believe it is. Okay, so that's a bit more recent than I thought. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. It was, I think, one of the issues was that we it was talked up quite quite heavily, um, and yeah. I don't think it lived up to that hype. Um, I would agree because I also hadn't seen this one. This was my first viewing and it was really, I actually found the film to be quite good. I thought it was very impressive the way it was made, especially shot on a budget. It had a higher budget than some of the films we've watched recently, but in terms of doing it in this style back in 2007, it was done fairly cheaply, made a lot of money. I want to say the thing that stood out was the narrative and the story was like pretty really good like i would say yeah. um mm-hmm. i do think it fell apart towards the end um and, and maybe we go into that in like a little bit later when we get into the spoilers um but for the most part like yeah it's totally fine it wasn't scary like there was maybe like the ending was probably the scariest part of course but i i think this film has been ripped off a lot now that I think about it and just based on what we've seen through like quarantine horror and stuff like that, especially over the last year or so, it's definitely has its, it definitely has its spot. There's a lot, there's a lot of things here that you watch these days and you're like, Oh, that's a bit on the nose. Yeah. So I guess like if you guys want to watch this, like now's probably a good time to stop listening. Um, we're, we're just going to totally, yeah, go into all the spoilers. Um, yeah, All it's right. a fairly well-known film. I will say that. So there will be a few people who have seen it. Um, All right. So one. Yeah. Sorry. Go. I, I'll say that like, maybe I think that the I would have preferred if this wasn't a found footage format. Um, for whatever reason, I felt like because it was only shot at thirty frames per second, and the way that the camera was like jostling around so much. I started like feeling actually like a little bit nauseated and like, and I actually think that that has a lot to do with like playing video games so much at like higher frame rates for yeah. whatever reason, doing this so slowly, I was like, Oh, and you don't have the crosshair to take your like, sort of to focus. focus your vision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't hate the fan footage format, but I can see your problem with it. I know a lot of people get motion sickness when they watch any film of this sort, just with the rocking camera. And because 
this film came out a year before, sorry, a year before um, Cloverfield. It came out the same year as Paranormal Activity. It's the bet, obviously, the best one's Blair Witch, which was 1999, but they didn't really abuse the format until Cloverfield sort of took it on. So it would have been quite unique, not unique, obviously, because Blair Witch did it, but it would have been not the norm back then. And so they sort of pl- they play around with it a lot. Like they deliberately shake the camera a lot. And there's parts of it where you're like, you just straight up wouldn't be holding a camera at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. Yeah, and like the fact that like you're facing the zombies attacking, like, mm. come. So yeah, it was. But at the end of the day, that is the inherent storyline. Um, hit you take when you choose to film a film like this. I'm yeah, sort of so like always have to deal with that. So throughout the whole film, it was like pitching that it was zombies, and then right at the very end, they go into that apartment and there's all like the publications and stuff on the wall and the cross and like all that. So is it, was my understanding that they were possessed or was it no. a, it was a no, virus? No. It was a virus. Yeah. So okay. the way it worked was that during the course of the film, the characters say that the guy upstairs is a Spanish guy who doesn't actually live there. He just owns the apartment. Yes. So, we go into his apartment at the end and there's all this stuff about a possessed girl, but the possession aspect was just the, I can't remember what country it was in, but it was like obviously a lower socio. I thought it was the country. Yeah, Vatican. Or... Oh, was it the Vatican? No, I think the Vatican were called in on it. I think it was in a smaller, either way, what it was is they were using possession to um, like just explain basically why it was explain something like that. And if you, we're paying attention closely. It's got recordings of him actually studying the virus and he's saying that the enzyme has mutated. Yeah, yep, yep. And that in my understanding of it was that he was obviously the big monster at the end and that that was just a an evolution of the virus or just what happens with elongated um, exposure. And the, the kid in the roof, was that the kid that originally had the disease that was mutated? Was that your interpretation yeah. of that kid? That's what my... So, oh, so I think the kid... No, because they were talking about the kid having to die. So I think they might have actually killed the kid or he was looking for a cure for the kid. For the kid. So that's what I thought. So, so I thought that he was the kid up in the roof that he was trying to no, find a cure No, no, no. Okay. He was trying to find a cure for a kid across the world. And... My understanding of it was a dog may have accidentally picked up some of the virus through the house, given it to the daughter. Yep. And that's where they spawned from. Yeah. So, like, I guess like, there's just so many questions because the daughter wasn't evil. Like, it had a full conversation with, like, the reporter. And then all of a sudden, it snaps. And just, like, when they try and, like, drag. They, and I'm yeah, just like, they, what? That... They did throw in an explanation for it, though. They did mention it when the guy says that it depends on blood type, how long it takes. And they sort of... They use a very easy explanation to use it whenever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, every single other person, including the mother, turns relatively quickly, like, within, like... 
a couple of hours or so because yeah. those guys who were bitten on the face didn't really turn until they attacked the cops. And That's they were right. The first they were lying down. Yeah. They sort of just do it when they want to do it. They time it for effect rather than the storyline itself. Mm. I will say the I really liked the protagonist. I felt like the build at the start really makes her feel like a real person and especially that's sort of what you lack sometimes in foreign language films is connection to the protagonist but i didn't feel that here yeah she made some over the top decisions for her job but again that was just to sort of push the storyline forward and give it a reason for the film to exist basically yeah yeah but i thought that that like that aspect of it um was really good i thought that she like did a really good job like her character was built quite well um it was believable like why she was in mm-hmm. that situation like she was mm-hmm. just there to document firemen doing their job yep and to me like while we say that oh you wouldn't be recording this long we don't have that psychotic journalist mind who's thinking that i'm gonna get out of this and the world needs to see this so yeah we can give a bit of credit there um good to mention this film was remade for american audiences under the name quarantine it stars the woman who plays dexter's sister in the series dexter and i can't remember her name i got no idea but no well she's in it apparently it's not bad i don't really feel like this one made needed remaking because i suppose i can say that till i'm blue in the face but a lot of american people just will not watch a movie that's not in english yeah. So to that extent, I can understand why they remade it, but I felt like this was a better movie than it was scary. Yes. Yep. I can. Yep. I can. Yep. Definitively say that. Um, I will say at the start of the movie, the subtitles are rolling pretty fast when she's like explaining some of like the what she's doing for her job. They, it doesn't matter to the actual plot, like really, but like, man, they- Angela talks quick. Yeah. And- because Spanish is one of those languages that is quick. So I always find that when I'm watching a foreign language film, I'm like, are we playing catch up here? Because they sound like they're saying a lot more. They are. And then you watch this, you're like, no, no, they're just ripping through it here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, like I need to focus every single bit on like the words and like just quickly glance up at what's happening. On the- <laughs> I wonder if they did that deliberately because as soon as it sort of gets into it, everything slows down while also speeding up in terms of the action action yeah i wonder if they're like it's one of those things where they're sort of throwing you off they're like oh we're gonna throw so much at you so much at you so much at you and then you sort of stop paying attention like i don't need to read this Mm, so then you start mm. focusing on the visuals of what's happening um in terms of stylistically it's really easy for us to make the found footage comparisons but the best non-found footage comparison was i felt 28 days later Felt very 28 Days Later to me, which was Danny Boyle's 2000 film, I believe. One of my, one of the ones I really appreciate. Um, Where it's like 28 Days Later sort of introduced that, oh, they're not dead. They've just got a disease sort of thing. And it's based on rage and like their eyes go all red. They look very, quite similar. Yeah, the the little girl reminded me of a lot of the, the evil deads, like once when they get to the close up on her eyes and stuff like that. I don't know. I felt there was a little bit of, and I think it might just be, you know, how they had the roller shutter downstairs. Yep. I got a real Resident Evil 2 feel from a bit of this. And Ooh, like, I 100%. 
It may have just been because there's firemen in uniform as well, and that gives me the PlayStation vibe, but there's something very... And the guy in the yellow hazmat suit. Yep, I I could get that feeling. And the way how, like, they sort of move from room to room. They're like, oh, all right, we're able to go upstairs now, and everyone had to go upstairs to sort of make sure nothing happened and stuff like that. Yeah, God. Can we do Resident Evil at some point? Like, I know they're not I, horrifying, but man. Oh, no, we cannot because <laughs> I'll give myself a little shout out here. I reviewed every Resident Evil film this year. Oh, did you? I did all of them and they are so bad. And I wish I I wish I wish didn't have to say that because Mila Jovic is one of my first ever crushes and she's awesome in them, but the movies just suck. Okay. We we'll might give that one a miss. You, I strongly recommend. I will. I will. I'll own. go back and I'll go back and watch it. Yep, hundred percent. But yeah, wreck. Thought it was good. Yep, really good movie. Really effective. Maybe not as scary as people make it out to be, but I'm sure this would scare a lot of people. If this was rated M, like if this was M-rated horror, which actually it may be. I didn't even look. No, but if I'm assuming it's MA, there's a little bit of violence in it that is probably on the fifteen plus aspect. But if this was M-rated horror, it'd be right up there with the best. But compared to what we've been watching as well, I felt like... That was the thing. I think that you've you've thrown yeah. me in the deep end and watching yeah. this was not scary enough. Um, That's what I thought after The Evil Dead. I thought, well, I've ruined him now because everything's going to seem tame by comparison. Yep, yep. I feel like I'm slowly realizing that, which is great, mind you. Yeah. Um, this is just going to turn into a movie, uh, show where we talk about horror movies rather than <laughs> then, you're actually getting scared. So I will say there's no, uh, this week there's no reactions to me watching the film. Um, the software that I used was not, uh, did, just didn't work. And also I feel like there was maybe two or three jump scares right towards the end. But for the most part, it was just like. And you had to read that. as well. Yeah. yeah. The reading definitely cuts through the scary. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. Do you think you would have been more scared if this was in English and you were focusing more on the visuals? Yeah, I think so. I think that if you could invest your time in just like listening to the story and understanding it and they're not... like, Yeah, I f- it's going to be one of those weird things where this movie may be better on a second watch, but it would also lose all the effectiveness you may get from enjoying mm. it more from knowing the story. Yeah. Because like it's I did... It's a weird one. Also, like, it's good. in the horror sections, like, she does start to talk quite a bit. So then, like, you'd be looking like, oh, that's a scary corridor. Can I see anything down there? And then you, like, she says something and you're like, okay, now I've got to read this white text at the bottom. So, And I can almost guarantee that if you spoke Spanish, this would be terrifying in those aspects because those are probably the scariest parts because they're the most human parts and that's generally where scares come from. Yep, yep. And I feel like that bit where, yeah, the bit where... That's a very, now that I'm remembering it, the shot where you sort of can see over her shoulder and she's talking really fast to a cameraman in his ear so nothing happens. Where, um, And the whole time I was looking because I was expecting someone in the background to move. Yeah. Because I think that's what they're going for, but no one does. So that was a really well-crafted aspect that, yeah, we may have lost a little bit of because we were reading her subtitles. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, that, that's all I've got to say on them the film um good film yeah. enjoyed it and one last thing i will say about it 75 minute runtime big fan 
Yep, nice and short. Big, big fan. Yep. So on the next episode, we are going to watch a cooked Nicolas Cage film, and I don't think there's anything better than that a lot of the time. We are watching the HP Lovecraft-inspired Color Out of Space, which I have seen quite recently, and I really enjoyed, and I think Adam will enjoy it too. Awesome. Why don't everyone check it out and watch it with us? Yep. So, uh, if you don't know, you can follow us again on uh, Letterboxd, uh, J. Luke for Josh, and King Frogby for myself. Uh, this is a fortnightly podcast, but it all comes together when we talk about the big movies of the week in our weekly podcast, uh, Film School podcast. Uh, it'd be great if you throw us a like, if you throw us a subscribe, and we're now right into that YouTube category where we do self-advertise, so come and join. Um, thanks so much and for al- listening. And also, check out udi.com for <laughs> all your wearable blanket needs. We do not have a sponsorship and we do not have a code to give you, but... And that's also not the right website. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys.